0: So this morning, I am going to talk about um, relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, there's relationships, and there's relationships. There's levels of a relationship, right? That, that uh, you know, there's some relationships that are shallow. There are some that are kind of mid-range. And there are relationships that are deep, right? And so, Lisa knows me don't you, Lisa? You do. And we have a relationship, we have a friendship. Oh, John, I know John. Now, John, we go a little bit deeper, right, than I would with Lisa, because that's our relationship. Now, Denise, for instance, oh, that's a deeper level again, right? Because Denise knows me, and we have these relationships with each other, and that Uh, based on the way we open up to people, right? And uh, if you open up to an individual that you trust and love, the relationship gets bigger and deeper. And so this morning, I'm going to talk about your relationship with the Lord. And uh, it's crazy because, you know, I've I've said this in my sermons, and I know heaps of people have said it when they kind of throw out the challenge, do you know Jesus? I've said it heaps of times, right? So said, do you know Jesus? What kind of relationship do you have with Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And, and you open the altar and you come forward. Say, if you want to know Jesus this morning, come forward and we will introduce Jesus to you, which is not a bad thing. But that's not the question you should be asking. Let me tell you what the question is that you should be asking. Does the Lord know me? Does the Lord know me? That's the question you should be asking yourself. Because that's what the question, and that's the question that Jesus challenges people twice in the Bible. Once with Jesus, and both are about the end times. One's a parable, right? And the other one is actually truth, that Jesus is telling you this is what it's going to be like at the end times. And there's... F- Three, was it four little words or three little words? I'll tell you in a second. Four little words in both of these situations that excluded them from the kingdom of heaven. Excluded them from the kingdom of heaven. And it's these, I did not know you. I did not know you. And so, you know, the question this morning is, you know, you, you take stock of your life this morning. And there are things, even with my wife, there are probably things that she doesn't know about me that I may have kept hidden. Look at her face. like I mean, not, not many. Not, not many like, it's like a confession of the pastor this morning, right? But you know what? When it comes to the Lord, he knows everything. He knows everything about me. He knows my weaknesses. He knows what I struggle in. He knows what I love. He knows why. Because there's an openness that I have with God that you should have, right? That is just uh, this non-condemnational relationship. I mean, not that Denise will condemn me. She might. If I did say something, there's always, you say something to somebody and they react a certain way and you want to cower, you just want to go, oh my goodness, I'm never going to share that with that person ever again because I feel so bad. Not with Jesus. Not with Jesus. And so let me read for you in the context this morning of these two instances where Jesus says to these people, so we can gather why. They did not know Jesus. The first one is found in Matthew 7, 21, 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, these these are two most scary scriptures that you will ever read. Because these people prophesied, cast out demons, and did miracles, but they did not know Jesus. He, He never knew them. He never knew them. See, that's the power of God's word. You can... Know about Jesus and do things in his name and God moves and delivers people and sets people free. Why? Because God is moving on the individual. If there's an individual in the church and my life's not right and I'm hiding sin and I'm not in the right place with God. But because the individual comes and his heart is right. His heart wants to be set free. He wants a word from God. And so what God does, he moves upon that individual, even though this vessel, he doesn't even know this vessel. But he moves because of the individual that's got faith and wants to be set free. It's pretty scary, right? Especially for those who teach. That's why the Bible says those who teach and preach, be careful, because you'll be judged more harshly than the rest. And the Apostle Paul said, "I, I beat my body, I'll make it subject my body and my flesh. Why? That after I myself have preached to others, I will not be disqualified for the prize. And say, so Paul has to take stock. And this is why God moves upon these individuals, even though they don't know him, because of the individual that's come. Listen to the next one. This is the parable of the ten virgins. And this is a And we pick it up on verse 10. And let me just give you a bit of background. So you've got 10 people waiting for the bridegroom. In the days of Israel, they probably still do it. They would have these people wait for the bride to come, the bridegroom to come. And they would just be rejoicing and waiting. And so you have this parable where he said there's 10 virgins and they're waiting for the bridegroom, right? And what happens is when they hear the bridegroom, they get up. Five have extra oil for their lamps because it, it comes at dark. In other words, Jesus comes when they don't expect it. Jesus is coming where you don't expect it. And be ready. This is the whole parable. It's what it's about, right? And so we pick it up on verse 10 because what happens in verse 10 they hear the bridegroom coming, they rush out to get some oil. It's almost like, you know what, I'm not writing God. i have not like, I've let my Christianity go. I've backslidden from God. What do I need to do? I need to go and praise the Lord. I need to worship Oh Lord Jesus' praise. Fill me now. Oh, and they're in panic mode. There's no oil. There's no Holy Ghost moving through them. There's no presence of God. There's no praise. There's no worship. There's no nothing. And so they race off to get oil and listen to what it does and pick it up in verse 10. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the others also came, Lord, 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 same as the scripture before. Lord, Lord, it's almost like there's a... There's a there's like a mist there's like a like a scary moment in their lives. Lord, Lord, what's happened? And so here it is again, exactly the same as what Jesus said in the previous verses in Matthew seven. He said, "Lord, Lord," they said, "Open the door for us." But he replied, "Truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you don't know the day." or the hour. Both of those instances, they knew Jesus. These people were the bridegroom. They were waiting. They must have known the bridegroom or they wouldn't have been waiting, right? They knew the bridegroom. The people, the priests knew Jesus, but God did not know them. And let me tell you why they did not know him. And it's going to get a bit heavy this morning, but don't worry. There's hope, okay? At the end, just stick with me. They missed out. Why? Let me tell you why. If you look at John, I'll go through a couple of verses really quick. John 3.19 says this. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. They did not love the light because their deeds were evil. And this is why God didn't know them, because there was a hidden evil within them. When light has come into the world. listen to second 2 Thessalonians 2:10. This is towards the end time as well. And all their ways and all of the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. They refused to love the truth and be saved. That's why there was some darkness within them. They would not bring it to God. They liked the darkness. They loved the darkness. And and even though they saw the light, in John chapter 3, it's when Jesus manifests. And they wouldn't come to the light because their deeds were evil. They never wanted to confess their deeds. They didn't want to step into the light. Because when you step into the light, guess what? Everything is shown. You know and I know, when you're in darkness and you're in sin, the last place you want to be is in church. And you see them, they backslide, they move away. Why? Because their deeds are evil and they have this desire to do like wicked things so they won't come to the light. And so if they do not come to the light, the Bible says in this verse, 1 John 1, 5, 7, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, purifies all sin. If you walk in the light, as he is in the light, the reason these people did not know God, because God is light, And they refuse to walk in the light. If you and I walk in the light, the Bible says, we have fellowship with one another, we have fellowship with God, and the light of God and the blood of Jesus cleanses of all sin. There's this relationship in the light. It always has to be in the light. It cannot be in darkness because God doesn't dwell in darkness. He dwells in light. And so if you want God to know you, walk in the light. Because if you walk in the light, you have fellowship with God and everything that's in you, God knows about. And even your sin and even your weakness, right? When you are walking in the light, you are talking to God and say, Lord, you know what? There's this stuff in my life I don't really like and I may fall into it every so often. But you know what? It's not in the darkness. You have brought it to the light. And that's why the, that scripture further on says, then the blood of Jesus God cleanses your of all sin. Why? Because you're always repenting. You're always asking for God for forgiveness. You know what? If I had a number as to how many times I've asked God for forgiveness, mate, to you, be off the clock. I don't know, probably be a million times or something. I'm always asking God for forgiveness. Even like the other day, I'm Uber driving. And I'm praising the Lord. Whoa, I'm in the car. I've got the music on because there's no passengers, right? I'm praising the Lord in tongues. I'm singing hallelujah. This guy comes out of nowhere, man. Shoots across me. You idiot. You're an idiot, mate. I'm going off. And guess what scripture comes right across my, my mind? Fresh water and salt water cannot come out of the same mouth. The tongue is an evil, and I'm thinking like, how could I just go from praising the Lord to cursing this guy who's made in God's image? Guess what I did? I said, Lord, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. If you walk in the light, as he's in the light, you have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you of all sin. And so this morning, does Jesus know you? Um, In the Bible, like for instance, I'll give you a few scriptures See, God is, he makes you feel at ease, right? The gospel itself makes you feel at ease because there's no condemnation. Jesus loves you. It's the good news. He's forgiven you of your sins. The Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. It's all, the gospel is geared up that you might have fellowship with God freely because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you of all sin. So he's opened a way that you can have a relationship with him. That's, God, that's our God, that's how much he loves us and that's how his personality is. He says, come, let's reason together. He's a reasonable God. He's not this harsh God. Like, I remember being Greek and going to Greek church, I didn't like that God because he was pretty, you know, like staunch and 4B2 stuff, bang over their head every time he did something wrong. But this God, our God, in the Bible, he says, "Come, let's reason together. Come let's have a conversation, even though your sin is like red as crimson, it shall be white as snow." So he's in this place of let's reason together. Let's work this out. He cares for you. These are all his personality tries to to make you come into his presence that he might know you. He has empathy. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. And you know, it's, it's so many times that, you know, this creates deep relationships, right? When you're going through a hard time, you go to an individual that you trust. You go to somebody and you say, look, man, I'm going through a hard time. I'm here with you and oh, just help me. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going through such a hard time. Marley went through such a hard time, right? It was probably cancer. That's what they were saying. And so all these worries upon him have come on him. And what does he do? He goes to the one. He might have gone. He's gone to people because we love people and we have fellowship with each other and we're there to support. But then he takes it to one who's there for him, the one who knows him, the one who cares for him, the one who has empathy for him. He comes to God. And God says, Ismali, I know you. I know what you're going through. I know what's happening in your life. Trust me. And see, there's this this ease of coming into the presence of God. He's such a good God. He has empathy. He listens. He is there 24-7 for you. And when he listens to you, He starts to know you again. He does not condemn. So many people think that I can't come in the presence of God or what I've done because he will condemn me. The Bible says there's no way God will condemn you if you come because Jesus was condemned for you. Jesus was condemned for you. He was judged for you. That's why it's easy. That's why I can come and fellowship with God because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me of all sin. That's so good. He puts you at ease. He's he's non-judgmental. He doesn't judge you according to your sins. Because why? Because he judged Jesus. And he wants to make it easy for you to know him. He wants to get easy for you to have a relationship based on, I'm not going to judge you, Louis. Well, let's reason together. Let's talk about this. Let's get an understanding of what's happening and what you're doing in life. And I'm there for you. If you want to turn from this sin, because that's what he always tries to get you to do, right? Turn from your darkness. Turn from the things that are killing you. Turn from him. And so he reasons together. He says, listen, I'll give you a strategy. This is God speaking. I'll give you my Holy Spirit. I'll give you my power. I'll give you an understanding. Just trust me. And when that thing comes on your life, trust me. I'm not judging you for when you fall, but trust me. We will together, we will battle this together. We will overcome this. He will. Because he's non-judgmental. He wants you to live uprightly and blessed. He's accepting. He's loving. And so, all Based on this, is, these are the things that make you, that God knows you because you are in those things and he, and he loves you so much. And um, the reason he does all these things, he wants to create a deeper relationship. Let me, uh, let me quickly say to you this, to create a deep relationship with God, right? You've got to be honest. You have to be honest. Honesty. God loves Honesty. Right? You can't hide things from God, so I don't know why we try to hide things from God. Right? You've got to be honest. Honesty creates deep relationships and depth. Right? You, it, to create a, a relationship, you've got to have deep. You've got to talk about deep things. You know, when you talk about people, when you have a conversation with people, sometimes it's shallow, and then you get into the deep stuff. And that deep stuff really, like. Creates this uh, relationship with one another and it creates a relationship with God because you go deep. Say, Lord, you know, you deal with the deep stuff in your life, like when you were young, you bring these things to God. Lord, you know what? When I was young, they said I was useless. My parents always said to me, I was useless. See the depth you're going through deep stuff now, right? And it plagues me because I feel like I'm not good at anything. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say, God? Because this is what they're saying. And then God, in his depth, he starts to minister to you. He starts to heal you and say, Louis, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I've got a plan for your life. I've got a plan to bless you. Oh, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And he starts pouring out all this stuff. And then when I get to heaven, he's going to say to me, Louis, I know you. I know every little hair on your head. And so depth... Creates intimacy. A good relationship always puts the others, the other one, first. You always put God first. In any kind of relationship, God comes first, and then, and it's vice versa. They, you know, to enter in a good relationship, you always put one another. You, before the other one, before your own needs. And it's the same thing with God. You know what, Lord? I will seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. I will seek you first in all things. Sunday morning, I could be playing golf, but I'm going to come to church because I'm seeking you first. You know, something happens in life and people want you to compromise, but you put God first. God loves that. That creates a knowledge of who God can trust you. God looks at you and goes, I know how you're going to respond. I know you, Louis. Put it... um, A good relationship, you need to be present in hard times or good times. I said it before, God's always present. He's omnipresent in your situation. And through hard times or good times, He's there. And He wants to walk with you. And you've got to walk on that journey with God. And there's nothing hidden with God. And so this morning, can I just say this? Does God know you? I'm going to give you a couple of minutes, right? We're just going to shut our eyes before the musos come up. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to come before God and say something to God that you have kept hidden. And maybe you're not in that place where you've kept anything hidden from God. But I just want you to start opening up to this amazing God this morning and so just close your eyes this morning. I'm going to pray, and we're going to, a couple of minutes before the band comes up, just so we can examine our ways. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your warnings that you give us in your word, Father. Lord, we want to be people that you know. Every individual in this house, Father, God, you know their heart, you know their mind, you know what they're thinking about, you know their weaknesses you know what their desires are you know father god what they're what they're looking for you know absolutely everything about them and so this morning lord in the next couple of minutes we just want to open our hearts open our minds and just allow you to speak and allow us to speak to you father god about things that are lord that we may have never ever ever spoken to you about and lord i pray for even those that have come in for the first time and don't know Jesus, that they will enter into a dialogue with the Saviour of the world. So this morning, just shut your eyes and let's just, make, let's just open up before the Lord this morning. Father, we just thank you for this morning, Lord, for all those this morning that have opened their hearts, you, you've gotten an understanding and a knowledge of people this morning that you may not have ever confessed that before you, Lord, and we know, Father God, whatever it is that we've, we've spoken to you about, you will, you will cleanse, you will strengthen, you will empower. And so this morning, we give you all the praise and we thank you, Lord, that we are entering into a relationship. We've entered before into a relationship. We pray for depth. We pray for intimacy, Father God. We just pray that there'll be no darkness within us, not one shadow of darkness that you do not know, that we have not confessed, that we have not wanted to change. So Father, this morning, We give you all the praise. We thank you for your amazing love that you have for us, Father. So in the name of Jesus, this morning, we just want to worship and give you thanks. Let's stand up this morning and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords.